the School of Communication and Media at Montclair State University. This is the Communication and Media Research Collaboratory, also known as the CMRC. The CMRC explores research and teaching techniques across the field of communication. I'm your host, Dr. Vanessa Greenwood, bringing you the results of faculty and students working together to solve complex problems and drive our culture forward. November 6th is midterm elections, and it's in this spirit that we have with us once again our residential rhetorical scholar, Dr. Mary Lou Namoff, assistant professor in the School of Communication and Media here at Montclair State University. Dr. Namoff's specialization is rhetorical studies, cultural studies, gender studies, and popular culture. Welcome to the CMRC podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. Well, last time you were with us, we discussed your love of monsters, Um, more precisely, America's love of monsters through horror fiction. And in a not entirely unrelated vein, we're discussing today the rhetorical moves of Marco Rubio in his 2016 presidential bid to unite the Republican Party and Hispanic Americans, or what you refer to as Latinx. Um, Can you explain what you mean by Latinx and why it was rhetorically significant in the 2016 presidential election? Yes. So it's Latinx. And just to be clear, that's not a term that I coined um, or anything like that. Um, You know, the Latinx or Latino or Hispanic community is a very large heterogeneous community. And we certainly cannot touch on all the nuances of that community in this 15-minute podcast Um, So I just kind of want to preface that I'm not looking at them as a monolith. Um, But the the difference between the two is that Latinx is viewed as a more um, gender-inclusive term. So rather than Latinos, Latinx is more gender-inclusive and focusing on um, the Latin portion rather than Hispanic uh, is a way to kind of divert our attention away from a colonial past or... um, you know, focusing more on the rich and unique culture specific to each country um, within Latin America. So that's why some people prefer one term rather than the other. And we do tend to see um, conservative um, Americans and politicians using the term Hispanic rather than Latino or Latinx. Okay. Now, can you lead us through uh, an explanation um, of the process of what you call uh, rhetorical capture so in other words, he, you mentioned in this, this chapter that, that is forthcoming um, that Marco Rubio really frames his relationship as an American in different ways. Mm-hmm. Can you briefly explain what those ways are? Yeah. So I'm going to try not to get too nerdy here. (laughs) Um, So uh, rhetorical capture is basically a term that I'm borrowing from communication and cultural studies scholar Lawrence Grossberg, who is also referencing Deleuze and Guattari. Um, But basically everything that we do is a kind of signifying practice, meaning that we are trying to uh, code certain things with meaning. So capture is the idea that certain discursive spaces are open to be what Deleuze and Guattari call territorialized or coded over with meaning. So when I'm talking about rhetorical capture in Marco Rubio's context, I'm looking at how he takes the rhetorical space of Hispanic Americans and the rhetorical space of conservative or Republican Americans and seeks through his 
coding or signifying mechanisms to um, graph the two together. So to make it seem like they can seamlessly um, coexist together and, in fact, even be one and the same thing. Yeah, I the reading uh, this chapter, it was just delicious. I was talking to you earlier about you really have a way with words, um, and maybe that's why you're into rhetorical study. <laughs> I just connected those two. Um, but I just want to read a pull quote. One of my uh, – I had several favorites, but you, you write, quote, Rubio's use of the title An American Son is a clever and layered one. He's able to present himself as a son of America – Son to a family that embodies the American spirit, son to the average American family, and a son of God. And you go through a variety, um, you went through a variety of his texts, and you just sort of layer how the rhetoric just unfolds. Um, I like that quote a lot. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, the... the um, the ways in which you maneuver. I mean, can you review for us the text that you studied? You studied his, um, he has two, I think, autobiographies? Yeah, he has um, an autobiography called An American Son. Right. And then he also had a second book um, called American Dreams. And that was really uh, his presidential run book. And he is talking about how he's going to save America. And then I looked at several key speeches he gave to um, important conservative um uh, groups and also his announcement of his presidential election. And you see um, these themes being woven into all of these various texts. Yeah, it's a lovely tapestry that's yeah. woven together. I mean, he really, I mean, he is a masterful rhetor. And uh, I, I was really struck by, um, you know, just how imaginative and consistent he was in his rhetorical choices across these various texts. And you once I looked at it all laid out, you could really see how he's building that platform to stand on to run for president in 16. Well, your chapter also mirrors that weaving together. Mm -hmm. You say, uh, here's another quote from the chapter. Just You write, just as his father worked tirelessly behind the bar, Rubio is prepared to work tirelessly behind the podium to provide for his children and the nation. Yes. So he really nails it in terms of this... Uh, American spirit and all the conservative Republican values. Yes, yes. You do mention in your chapter, though, that that he comes at an interesting time, uh, sort of adjacent to Obama. Mm -hmm. Right. Here's another quote. By projecting himself as the father of the, of the future of America, Rubio provides a new face of the nation that embraces inevitable change, but halts the rapidity of the transformation that a black Democratic president presented to Republicans. So when you say, I mean, can you say a little bit more about the the poignancy of this moment in history and what Marco Rubio, how he positions himself at this particular moment? Yes. So, I mean, you know, historically and certainly today, when we think of conservative or Republican Americans, we often think of whiteness or mm -hmm. white maleness. So... They found in Rubio um, someone who could, you know, bring diversity to the party, right? And a lot of people called him the Obama of the Republican Party. But he's doing so in a way that, um, I mean, even though he's still in a raced body, he's he is presenting a kind of safe 
change. So you have someone who is visibly not that different from white men, right? And he also talks about how he embodies all of these conservative American values, which are also, by the way, the values of Hispanic Americans. So I think he's really, um, you know, kind of you know, indicating to Hispanic Americans, this is the way that you fully become embraced and become part of the nation is through assimilation, by adhering to the values and pathways that traditionally have been laid out as achieving the American dream, but then also signaling to conservative Americans that we are the, quote, good kind of immigrants, right? And we are are model minorities in that we are not looking to disrupt or change what you conceive of to be American values, traditions. Um, we are actually uh, wanting to embody and embrace those things. So um, it's it's a way for Republicans to say, look, we are also diverse, but not as diverse as, as Obama, right? So you suggest um, ultimately in your chapter that Republicans may want to rethink their strategic anti-immigration appeals because not only is the Latinx population growing, but research shows that this population is very active politically, be they uh, citizen or immigrant. So what can Marco Rubio's rhetorical moves teach the Republicans about securing the Latinx vote in the near future? This is a wonderful question, and I feel like someone could pay me a lot of money to answer <laughs> it, but I'll just give it away for free. Um, well, I, I think that the challenge that the Republican Party faces now in courting the Latinx vote uh, is a very complicated one because in many ways, immigration is a key issue yeah. for Latinx voters. And um, historically, this has been the issue that has politicized um, this population of Americans. And right now, most Americans don't really view the Republican Party as a party that is friendly to or open to um, immigration reform or immigrants. So I really feel like they're they're going to have to appeal to the Latinx members of the United States that are more like Marco Rubio, right, that are embracing of American identity and the way that that is traditionally and conservatively been defined and find ways to kind of fracture that group by drawing in those kinds of voters. So um, it 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 kind of um, presents a lot of interesting rhetorical um opportunities and problems at the same time. So to see how someone could go about making those maneuvers uh, would be really fascinating. Yeah, I smell a second chapter. Yeah. Because uh, you know, he has probably a lengthy political career ahead of him. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I think people should contact you. Uh, <laughs> the title of Dr. Namov's study is I Am Your Tomorrow. A rhetorical examination of Marco Rubio's presidential bid as a discourse of capture. And it can be found in the forthcoming volume titled Race, Gender and Sexuality in American Politics, edited by Lori Montalbano and published by Lexington Press. That will come out in 2019. Mm -hmm. Once again, Dr. Mary Lou Namoff is an assistant professor in the School of Communication and Media at Montclair State University. Her research focuses on the roles that race and gender play in our understanding of national identity and citizenship. 
I'm your host, Dr. Vanessa Greenwood. You can find out more about the Communication and Media Research Collaboratory at cmrcollaboratory.org and on Twitter at CMRC Collaborate. You have been listening to the CMRC podcast here on WMSC. WMSC.